Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Julia. And this, this is, is Shooting False Realities. We talk conspiracy theories, spooky stories, and dive into hauntings on Olivet College's campus. Everything is not as it seems. Welcome to your false reality. All right, so this week we're going into Michigan Week. We will be talking about conspiracy theories that are based in Michigan. See if either one of us have heard of them. We'll be talking about different creatures in different parts of Michigan. Like we'll be going from Battle Creek to the UP. And maybe you've heard some of them. Maybe you haven't heard of any of them. So let's get started. So Taylor, um, I'm sure, you know, a lot of our audience has probably heard of Bigfoot. Uh, I feel like it's, you know, kind of a common name thrown around. Bigfoot, Sasquatch. Yeah, so... I think especially in the UP, there's a big thing about Bigfoot, but I see things about Bigfoot in any Michigan-type touristy store I go into. So do you want to get into that and possibly why that is? So I have always been curious about this, actually, because every year, my family and I, we always go up north. We usually go to Charlevoix. Actually, around this time, my family is actually driving up there right now to go up to the UP. Kind oh. of irritated that I I couldn't leave school. I couldn't miss cross country to go back up there. But they're actually going up there right now. Ask them to keep an eye out for Bigfoot. Yeah, I called my mom before this episode. <laughs> I was like, Mom, we're talking about Bigfoot on this episode. Keep me updated on some sightings. Take some pictures. I know. But every time we go up north, we every time we go into a souvenir shop, I always see stickers there's hats and t-shirts of <clears throat> bigfoot and we actually went up oh, where did we go we went somewhere up in like the upper peninsula we went to um we went to a souvenir shop and there was a bigfoot statue in the gift shop and i actually <laughs> got a picture with him i'll have to show you maybe it needs to be posted on instagram it probably will be posted on instagram to mm. be honest I'd like to see it. But I've always been curious as to why the UP is so obsessed with Bigfoot. Because, have you ever seen Bigfoot? I've never seen Bigfoot. I've seen some gross hairy guys with big feet, but I don't think it's what they're talking about. I think that'll count. (laughs) But but I want to know why, like, everyone thinks it's, like, so set in Michigan. So I've been doing some research, and... If any of you don't know, like, who Bigfoot is, he's just basically a big ape-like creature who just travels around North America and people try to hunt him to see him. Hold on, real quick. If you haven't heard of Bigfoot, first, I'm going to need you to crawl out from under the rock you've been hiding under and then continue (laughs) listening to the episode. Thank you. (laughs) Just a little PSA. (laughs) So I did some research and I found an article done by the Daily Press and they did an interview with someone called Rich Meyer. Now he is the founder and lead investigator of the Upper Peninsula Bigfoot slash Sasquatch Research Organization or the UPBSRO. Lots of letters, words. Lots of letters. So in the article, he talked about how he grew up hunting and fishing with his father and that he learned or like gained this interest um in bigfoot from his father and he actually founded the upbsro to share this information with others that he's gained 
they talk about Bigfoot sightings and how it has a lot of history in North America. And he, some examples that he included um, were the earliest mention of something known as Bigfoot was in 986 AD. Really long time ago. He's an old man. Really long time ago. And between 1873 and 1889, Native American records mention an eight-foot hairy man. In 1924, Albert Ostman, a lumberjack, claimed he was kidnapped and held hostage for a period of time by Bigfoot. It's interesting that you say, you said he's a lumberjack? A lumberjack. Because a little bit later, we got some stuff with... More lumberjacks. So I think lumberjacks must be drinking or smoking something crazy because... It's a common theme this week. I'm excited. Yeah. Another thing that Meyer said in his interview in this article, he said, there has been one report of a Bigfoot attack out of all of the Midwest. And he said, look up Monroe, Michigan, monster on the internet. So obviously, I did. I did. Of course you did. Have to. We are, we are journalists. We are uh, curious kids. <laughs> um, so this was, I found an article done by the Trenton Trib. And there was a place obviously called Monroe, Michigan. And in 1965, several motorists traveling the back roads of Monroe County encountered a beast-like creature in the brush. And it was alongside the road. They said it stood seven feet high with long black hair and projected a gruesome image. And as time progressed, many other sightings were reported. Now, the word spread quickly, even without the benefits of the Internet, and it soon printed in the local newspapers in Detroit and Toledo. Television stations in Detroit soon picked up the story, and this brought the quiet farming area of Monroe into a scary limelight. So it sounds like the Monroe monster is Bigfoot. Don't you agree? I mean, that makes sense. It kind of seems like stories align. Different name, but... Pretty much the same description. Same man beast. Yeah. Unless one of them was just a really big, hairy, gross man that needs to shave. Those motorists need glasses. They just saw a big, hairy (laughs) man wandering in the woods. So I also found an article done by the National Geographic. Nat Geo. Nat Geo. Nat Geo. They talked about... Michigan, and desperately seeking Sasquatch in the Hmm. Upper Peninsula. Interesting. Ooh, there's another organization for finding Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, or the BFRO. There's so many expeditions for Bigfoot. They're also called Sasquatchers. If you go and find Bigfoot, they call themselves (laughs) Sasquatchers. Wait, I love that. I love that. It says in the article, Sasquatchers, as they call themselves, are a di- diverse group united only, perhaps by an affinity for camouflage, a distaste for hoaxers, and a fascination with all things Sasquatch. Hmm. Oh, excuse me. It said Squatch. <laughs> Sasquatch. No, it said and a fascination with all things Squatch. Like slang. Squatch. The wow, s- little Squatch. These, these are these are cool guys, aren't they? <laughs> they got the swing and everything. Little Squatch. Okay. So in another article done by Odyssey.com, sounds like they interviewed the same person, but he gave a little bit more information. He talks about how there's been so many sightings of Bigfoot, um, like Belle Island. Do you know where? Or Belle Isle. 
Belle Isle. Do you know where Belle Isle is? Is that in one of the Great Lakes or something? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. It says in the article, there's sightings from Belle Isle back from before everything was developed where they had Bigfoots on Belle Isle and they were crossing the Detroit River. So it sounds like it's over by Detroit. Mm. So basically they just talk about how many sightings there have been in the UP. I've never seen Bigfoot every time I go up there. I went to Tequamanon Falls over the summer. Really pretty. Took so many pictures. Great pictures. Never saw Bigfoot in the woods. Every year I go up north with my family because my late great uncle, um, he gambled for a living. And so he kind of made a lot of money off of that. And he bought a really nice house on the lake in the UP. Um, And so we're up there every year for about a week. Sometimes we go twice, but it's like an eight hour drive. So we don't always go. But I drive through the UP all the time. Whether we go through Wisconsin or over the bridge, it's about a two hour drive through the UP. And I've driven myself. Like I've driven alone and I'm obviously looking everywhere and I've never seen anything remotely close to Bigfoot, sadly. But then again, I've also been along, I would drive along the lake though. Not really like through a bunch of woods, but still. You've driven up there by yourself. Yeah. Well, actually I didn't drive up there by myself. Um, My great uncle used to have um, a cube that he bought and when he couldn't drive anymore, my dad bought it off of him for myself because my car before that was kind of a poop hole and so we bought it and so I had to drive it home so like I drove up there with my dad and then we drove separately back home my dad won't even let me drive to Grand Rapids (laughs) Julia I hear you know some stuff about the dog man in Fort Custer Mm -hmm. now some of you know I am from Battle Creek Michigan and I've been to Fort Custer Many, 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 many times. Mm -hmm. There's a beach called Eagle Lake, and that's where we go if we don't want to drive all the way to South Haven. We go to Eagle Lake because there's like a mini beach. I have never heard of the dog man in Fort Custer, ever. That's crazy. I actually camped in Fort Custer. Like, that's what my soccer team would do in high school. We would camp out for over a night, and I mean, fortunately, we never came across dog man, but I can actually explain why. So, there's an article i especially like because it's called who's a good boy not the michigan dog man <laughs> nice yeah what a catch so the article says he was a seven foot tall with glistening eyes of blue or yellow and a terrifying humanoid howl he looked like a man but also had the qualities of a canine like creature he was the michigan dog man rachel clark is someone who i guess knows a lot about the michigan dog man and so she was interviewed for this article. So I'm kind of getting her quote from this article. Um, but she was saying that um, she knows all about like the legends and the sightings of the Michigan dog man, like which dates back to the 1800s. So it's been about like 130 years ish um, since 1887 that Michiganders have quote unquote seen or heard of the dog man. And it started when, here we go. Two lumberjacks saw a creature they described as having a man's body and a dog's head. And according to legend, the dog man appears to humans every 10 years on years ending in the number seven. So when I stayed in Fort Custer, it never fall, like fell into a year ending with seven. It was in 2019. So like we never saw him. I wonder if we would have gone in 2017 if we would have though. So actually a question on that. Mm-hmm. So you, you've seen the movie It right? Like Pennywise, all that? No? No. Okay. I 
get scared of toasters, Taylor. I do not watch scary movies. It's funny we talk about spooky stories and stuff on this podcast because I am the biggest baby you will ever come across. So the thing with Pennywise, it's almost like the dog man. Um, Pennywise um, comes out every 27 years. Hmm. So like the first appearance was the original movie, It, 1986. And that was when Pennywise came out and, you know, took Georgie. And then, you know, they got rid of him. And then he appeared again 27 years later with that second movie. Pennywise comes back when they're older, so 27 years later. Mm-hmm. He comes out every 27 years. So it's kind of, it sounds like it's kind of like the dog man, but not really. He It's only like the year ending with seven. Right, yeah. Still kind of... Sounds like the same thing, but same still concept. Ev- like every certain number of years, though. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. That's that's what I thought of when yeah you said that. Another thing. Yeah. You said that he's got a man's body. Mm-hmm. Dog said. You've seen Harry Potter, right? No. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think we can do this anymore, Julia. I think so we're breaking up. The end of the podcast. We're breaking up. We're breaking up. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I can work with you anymore. Podcast is ending now. We've made it to the fourth episode. Oh my kind god! Of. How have you never seen Harry Potter? There's a lot I haven't seen. I haven't seen Star Wars. Haven't seen Harry Potter. Haven't seen Fast and Furious. I've never yeah. sat down to watch Forrest Gump all the way through in one sitting. Forrest like, Gump is a great movie. I've never seen Fast and Furious. Sorry, Pav, but I don't. I don't have no interest in watching Star Wars. Harry Potter, though. Harry Potter is... Oh, my God. Okay. Anyways. Moving on. (laughs) So, in one of the movies, Professor Lupin, he turns into a werewolf. Oh, oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So, it's not necessarily like a man's body. He just looks like a naked dog. Would you say that that's what... For the audience listening to, like, picture it, is that what you would say? Yeah, the man's still, like, hairy. Like, he's not, like... He's not like bare naked or anything with just a dog head. Like he's just like looks like a hairy man with very like dog like his head's like a dog. Oh, Lupin wasn't hairy. Never mind. He was bare naked. Oh, it was like a naked dog. I don't really know what he looks like. Um, I see. It just looks like a werewolf, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I guess there's that's like on its hind legs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, basically a lot of the sightings and encounters are all very similar stories. Um, so basically people say that they may be alone or with like one other person. It's not like big groups of people usually. And it's always like Dogman jumps out of the woods essentially, like right in front of them, whether in a car or walking or whatever. And there's been stories of him flipping cars. I don't remember where I saw, but basically there was a woman who said that she was driving one day down a road, like at night. Um, by herself and then she called all-star do you know what all-star is isn't it like uh in it's like state farm isn't it it's, it's like, like a service that you can like call while you're driving and they'll give you directions or you can like call them if you need help or so like triple a something like that kind of yeah okay so she called them she's like yeah my car just got flipped o- flipped over like this dog man came running out of the woods flipped my car like i need help essentially and people also say like if they're like let's say they're in a cabin out in the middle of the woods they've heard like you know, on this, on the year's end in seven, they'll hear like scratchings on the side of tents or the, their houses and like, um, basically just like signs that he's there. There's a movie. Mm-hmm. But. Late 2011, filmmaker Rich Brar released a film called Dog Man. What? How yeah. have I not heard of this? I don't know, man. Especially because you're from Battle Creek. I am from Battle Creek and I, <laughs> I always go to Fort Custer in the summer. 
Yeah, there's also songs written about him, too. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> you look so distraught right now. I am, because I don't understand how a conspiracy theory geek... I don't understand how I have never heard of this. <laughs> I have never heard about this in, like, school or anything. You've never heard of the seven-foot-tall, blue-eyed, canine animal man that howls like a human scream? No. Interesting. The Cook song. Is that what you were talking about? Yep. But apparently Dogman also travels around Michigan, though. So I think um, in more modern times, I guess, like, the most recent sighting uh, was around the Manist- Manistee River. So so he doesn't stay in Fort Custer, would you say? Well, for all we know, there could be more than one. I We don't. I mean, we, is there more than one? Is there just one? I don't know. Is he travel? Because he only comes out like every 10 years. So for all we know, he could be traveling this whole time. Just kind of. And I think the same thing plays into Bigfoot, too. Like, is there more than one? Is there just one? Because right. there's multiple sightings all across North America. Yeah, not even just North America. People have seen things in other continents too yeah like the yeti the yeti yeah mm-hmm. so taylor this one actually might be my favorite only because this one is a little personal to me have you ever heard of melon heads melon heads melon heads um not necessarily <laughs> so imagine little kids right that look like megamind with big old heads like their heads are swollen so basically there are many um i guess like theories or backgrounds to the melon heads like there's not one like story that everyone believes um it there are some that are just like oh there's a group of kids way back when who came from a really rich families they're really smart and so you just call them like big headed because like their egos or because they're really smart they just call them big heads um and so it's not like a big thing but there are also stories which kind of gets into the spookier side like um this one i have here from what's this called click on detroit.com they say that melon heads is not only is not only michigan but also includes like ohio and like connecticut um other places in the midwest like apparently they're all over but it does originate in saugatuck michigan so one theory or I guess one story or background was that there was like a children's hospital that was forced to close down and the children had nowhere to go. So they were released. Um, and this it doesn't really explain in this one why they have big heads, but the children just kind of all ran off into the forest and um, kind of the end result is the same with all backgrounds, by the way. So like pretty much they're all hiding in the woods. If you decide to walk down these roads in the woods or walk through the woods, they'll jump out, attack you and eat you. So um <laughs> so they're like these little kids mm-hmm. with bulbous heads big heads yeah and just run around and eat people yeah and people have reported like seeing them before like a lot of times you might see their eyes first and then like see their big heads and then they come out and like yeah so another theory um is that they lived in this mansion it's called the felt mansion um so around the Felt Mansion is in Ottawa County, I believe, or kind of around Saugatuck, that general area. And there have been a lot of reported sightings of melon heads in the wooded areas around Ottawa County. So the theory is that they lived, used to live in the mansion um, and then retreated into like underground caverns and then kind of like escaped. I don't really know. There's not a lot of background on that one. So there's another one where the legend claims that the mansion was actually in insane asylum which housed these children that were like tortured physically and mentally and 
Um, so eventually they broke free, but there are historical societies saying there was never an asylum there, but it could have just been like an underground thing. That's what people claim that, um, it was never like licensed as an asylum. I'm not really sure, but, but a lot of local teenagers still claim to encounter melon heads, um, in the area. So I actually have my own story with the melon heads. So once upon a time, uh, this girl I used to be really close with years ago, she lives on the Southwest side of the state. And so there have been sightings, quote unquote, around that area in St. Joe, if you've ever heard of it. And there was one night we're bored, we didn't have anything to do. And she goes, let's go look for melon heads. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And she goes, oh, it's just like these kids run around the woods with like big heads. Like, we'll just like drive down this road. Like, we won't have to get out of the car. We'll just like drive down, whatever. So I was like, sure, you know what, I'm down. But I didn't, you know, she told me they're just kids with big heads. So naturally I was asking well, why are they there? Like, what's going on? I want background information. Like, I was confused. And you know what I mean? Of course, I wanted to know more about it. This is the story she told me. The story she told me was that there were these kids who were in this insane asylum, as I mentioned before. So she told me that there was, like, a power plant nearby that ended up, like, blowing up or, going, I don't know, something like that. It was, like, a little mini Chernobyl type of deal. And that's what caused these children to have these big heads. And so when this happened, like some people died, some of these kids just got like big heads and they all just ran off into the woods, not having anywhere else to go. Um, so now they just like sit and wait until people come along. And that's, you know, that's kind of how they like stalk their prey. Like once people come out, um, like leave their cars, start walk- walking around, then they'll just like jump out, attack and eat people. So she's like, yeah, we don't have to get out of the car. And after she told me that, I was like, oh you're like oh okay i want to do that like odds are with my luck your car is gonna break down (laughs) and we're gonna become a midnight snack so i don't know and she's like no no it's fine i've gone a few times like i've seen one before like they didn't attack me or anything and i was like all right it's like we're just driving down down the road that's it right and she goes yep yep for sure so we go we're driving she pulls over oh oh of course Uh uh-huh did you get out of the car? No, no, no. So she did say, she's like, oh, we don't want to have to get out of the car, but like we have to sit and wait and see if they'll come now. Uh, sugar muffin. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're sitting there. I'm freaking out. I'm like, lock, 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 lock. Like I make sure my door is locked. I said, friend of mine, uh, make sure your door is locked. And which means she did. We did wait for a while. I never claimed, like, I never fully saw anything, but she claims, she does claim that on her side, like, we were pulled over to the right, and I was looking over to the right, she was looking over to the left, she claims she saw, like, a kid run by, but never, like, stop and stare or anything, she's, like, she claims she saw one running by, um, again, I never saw it, but after she said that, it freaked me out enough, I was like, bro, okay, let's go, like, you had your fun, like, you saw it, you think you saw it, like, let's just go, so we did leave. Um, I wish I had a better story than that, but I am a huge pansy and she wanted to get out of the car. And I said, (laughs) I'm not trying to die. (laughs) Thank you. No, thank you. So that's pretty much all that is. But although there is no true background and like consistent story, I mean, they are, I guess, all over. They're not even just in Michigan. They're in other states too. So maybe it's changes from state to state. So maybe in the St. Joe area, maybe that is the story that it was an insane asylum nearby a power plant that blew up maybe in Saugatuck it was just like kids that were you know in a hospital that had to be released that were crazy I don't know but yeah people have claimed to see them though just these little kids with bulbous heads they look crazy you could look up pictures they look weird 
So interesting. I think we have to go for a night drive then. Shut up. Uh-uh. I'll pull over. You mean you won't pull over? Uh, oh, yeah, I won't pull over. Note the subtle hints of sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this concludes our fourth episode. Unfortunately, this week we do not have updates, but I mean, it's, again, just a ton of emails, still just waiting on uh, hearing back from them and whatnot. We want to get Taylor to sign up and join. At least I do. And if you do, you should go vote on our Instagram poll, Shooting False Realities on Instagram. Otherwise, that's it for this week. Welcome to your false reality.